Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am here, as always, with Vic Mattis, my buddy, who works at the Free Beacon and is a co-host on Patreon of the Sub Beacon Podcast, where you can hear the R-rated version of Vic. <laughs> How are we doing today? Uh, hello, Vic? Mary Catherine. I- I'm doing fine. I something has been bothering me. It's been mm. it's been weigh- weighing on my not shoulders. just your teeth. Besides that, and believe me, when I'm not thinking about it, I'm thinking about my teeth. So we went to a dinner party with friends of ours, people we know. Okay. And it was kind of a... When you say ours, do you mean you and Kate or you and I you both and know me. them? You okay. and me. Mary, gotcha. you, you, Mary Catherine, and me. We know these people. Gotcha. And, and And it was sort of a... They, it was the first time in their new home. So I said, let me bring over a nice bottle of wine, right? Nice. Something nice. And so I brought over... A bottle of Gary Farrell Pinot Noir, which is really nice. I think it's like a 2018. It's a very, very nice Pinot Noir. I bring it over. They're like, oh, great. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. And our friend, the wife, made a delicious tagine. She's not even Moroccan, but she made a tagine, and it was so delicious. And my friend says, oh, yeah, I've got this Spanish red that pairs perfectly with the tagine. So we opened that. Nice. But I was in my mind... I started with cocktails, of course, and Naturally. then went to wine. And then I said, well, what are we going to get to, in my mind, I said, when are we going to get to open to it To my up? nice my, bottle. My nice bottle. We're going to open it up. And it just sat there, and we finished the bottle of the Rioja, and as our host was in the other room getting stuff in the kitchen, I just went right to that bottle and mm-hmm. popped it open. And everyone else wanted to was kind of sticking with the Rioja at the time, and we're, and then so our host opens up a second bottle of Rioja. Oh, goodness. Because he had, you know, to pair with the tagine. Right. And, and I now, because I opened this bottle of the Gary Farrell Pinot Noir, now I'm just drinking my own bottle and shared it with maybe two or three other people okay. at okay. most. Finished the bottle. <laughs> of course you did. Yes. Well, it would be rude not to. All right. So, so it would be rude not now that I opened it. So, but my then it, it dawned on me, because it was a nice bottle. He probably wanted to save that bottle, perhaps. But and, I think and I, I think that anyone and I drank it. That's awful. I used to make fun of these people, and I did it. I can't believe it. I did the thing that I always make fun of people. Like, I here's this bottle. Let's open it. Anyone who knows Vic knows he's going to open the nice <laughs> you bottle. You think it's going to happen? By so, the way, I came to your house one time with oh, a very nice bottle. And uh, if, Peter Peter Arthur. Uh, David Arthur. David Arthur. Oh and if my you, gosh! If you had laid that aside, perhaps that grammar is wrong. Laid. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Had you done so, and opted for a nice bottle that was in your house, I would have been like, "Oh no, sir! <laughs> I don't care how it pairs. <laughs> We're Bring opening that sucker it out here." <laughs> I, I think. I think. And by the way, that was an amazing wine. It's delicious. Paired with, and so that's why we brought out the steaks. That's pre-inflation steak, thank God, because now now we'd have a London broil. Do you know how much it costs to feed have- Steve? Yeah, I so much ma- money. So much money to feed him. We should use he's... him as the CPI. Just like the amount of meat it's, necessary. It's like feeding a lion or something. It is. You're just it is. chunks of meat you have to throw at him. <laughs> okay, so I think the rule is, if the guest says save this, right? Then I right. guess they save it. I mean, I think the assumption is that it might get cracked that night, but okay. it, sometimes things go differently. But I wouldn't be. I don't I, think I, I'd be I, offended. I think you know what my new rule is: defer to the host. Okay. That's what you rule. He says that until he has three cocktails and half a bottle of wine. Yes, exactly. I was making my own old fashions. They were quite exciting. How are you? I'm doing all right. We were at the we were at the lake for a week. 
You'll notice I got no sun. Oh, yeah? That's my way. Any any hint of red? No, no. put a ball cap on, cover everything with 70. You know, I need that I need that zinc oxide that's meant for babies. That's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you gotta yeah. put that all over my yeah, face. Yeah, SPF like 100 yes. or whatever it is. So, so do you not do you not I actually look like tan? a buoy in the water. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you not tan? I do eventually. By the time the end of the summer comes, if I've eventually, been consistently- Eventually, it has to be a very- Gentle coating. So gradual. And then oh, by, it's the, like Kate. by yeah. the time August hits and the summer is over, say, say you're out of the sun by like early September, it's gone in three days, which I'm told means my skin is healthy, but still. Oh, okay. Look, I'm going to take that as a consolation prize, okay? My, let's see, two of my daughters have my skin and the other is Tanner. So Steve and one kid, nice and golden. <laughs> the rest of us, a total mess. White, red, lobster. But we, I, I, I cover them pretty well for the, that that for the know, sunburn. But I want them to get vitamin D, so it's like a, yes. a real balancing act out there. I, I'm, I, I, as you can imagine, I lean towards not putting anything on. Well, yeah. But I, I should a little bit, maybe on the nose. And Kate is very vigilant about the kids, and I'm like, I don't think you have to worry about the kids because they just turn dark. And then you know, with Kate, of course, she's very careful every time. And then I'll, uh, I'll be like, you know, standing next yes. to her out there, and I go, oh god. No sun, I'll say. Look at oh how look gosh. how white I am. I have no, I don't know Kate's nationality, but Irish she is, German. Yeah, but she's of my people. Yeah, yeah in the, her people is, in the tone yeah, Irish of our German. Skin. There's certain Germans that will turn like 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 blonde tan brown, and then there's just so the, nice. the paler sort of so nice. But yeah, we had a we had a very nice time. I was not in fact charged at Walmart. Either criminally I, I, or no, on my no, credit no, no, no. card. So I hold on now. This is a sequel to the, yes. the you were convinced that you walked out with all this yes. stolen merchandise from Walmart, like like you were in San Francisco. Accidentally stolen, yes. And you checked, or what did you do? Did you speak yes, to someone, we, or we you checked, checked your credit card? We checked the credit card. There is no charge. And Uh-oh. then somebody sent me a, a reel about people like me being... Like getting in trouble for this, and oh I was like, God. "Oh dear, we must get in touch with the Walmart." So that is that has been done. Oh, what? Where, how does that work? Well, if you may a, share, or is it kind of a well? It's a process because it's the the question is they have to go back. We don't know whether it's the the actual Walmart or Walmart in general. Cor- yeah, the corporation. So deals we're still with in it? a we're still in that process. You know, what's an interesting question is how many people do how many good Samaritans are there, like yourself. I don't know, but I don't want to. I don't want to get caught in some quality check where someone's like, "Check uh, the uh, uh, oh, yeah. we're missing a, we're missing two white T-shirts from the women's section." Let's and a so pair you of really did. Shorts. So you really did walk away. I mean, it seems like that. You know, my brain is a special thing, Vic, yeah. and it does not always work seamlessly. Well, good luck. Yeah, well, trying to do the right thing. Well, if there's a. <laughs> If there's a warrant and I have to do, I wonder if they let me do the show. Or do you, from or do, the, you do you fear that do from you, behind bars? Do you, do you fear that it's gonna like haunt you in a credit score rating? Like it'll catch you somehow? No, honestly, I just feel like it's one of those things where I'll get pulled over for like 37 in a 25, and and they'll be like, "Oh man, Uh-oh. there's a warrant for your arrest in Tuckahoe, and we have to take stolen, you in." Stolen merchandise. Yeah. Hot. It's hot. You know what? It probably improved my name recognition. Anyway. <laughs> Good for you. The saga continues. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you. Another saga is continuing, which is that we are going on vacation out of the country in a couple of weeks. Yes. And so my husband has a fairly generous leave from having the baby. So we're like, let's let's take some of And so we're going to Aruba. One happy island. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is his favorite place in the world. And we got married there. And I had to get new 
passports for the older two girls and and one and when you're a brand young, new one. Again, when you're young, you got to get those photos. Well, it's, it's also, constant. It's also because they were adopted. Oh, yeah. So they changed, like right. the, the, the vital yes. statistics have changed. That's right. Uh, so, but of course, because they are both sort of new and sort of a renewal, the government is like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And they don't know how Confusion? to handle it. Confusion of our government or Aruba? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, the State our, Department. Our State Department. Oh, okay, yeah. So I get a, I finally, three months after they're turned in, I get an alert that like, actually, you didn't do this one part that the ladies at the office told oh, you you no. didn't have to do, but it turns out you have to do it, so send it in. So we send in the thing very quickly. It's a local office, so it should get there quickly. Yeah. <sighs> So now I guess I just got to start doing the hotline for the State Department and being like, hey, we're, oh, no. we're leaving soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's the one where you can act for expedited service and you pay a little more. Well, when I turned in the when I turned in the applications, I said, I don't I don't need that because it's March or yeah. whatever it was. And now it turns out things look I, I look at a little tight. This is the way I live all of life. But for my husband, I'm imagining um, this is very uncomfortable. He doesn't have like a black passport. No? Does he <laughs> I always has, wanted those. He has several. Vic. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> he has several. Anyway. Speaking of traveling Speaking the world. Speaking of traveling the world, this is a special around the world episode. Well, you know, the, the nation states are falling. They are. The leaders are falling yeah, all over the world. And we, I feel like we need to do a large it's, it's global chaos. roundup. Yeah. Which is, last, last week I mentioned it, but I was like, you know, we got to, we got to uncharacteristically prepare for some of this. So here we I go. Prepared. Just just a quick a quick overview. Let's we do have it. the we have the assassination of Shinzo Abe, the former uh, former Prime it, Minister of, Prime Japan. Minister of yeah. Japan. The disarray of Sri Lanka, the fall of the British parliamentary yes. government under under Boris Johnson. He's still there for the moment, we'll explain. And what's the last one? Ah yes. The Dutch farmer uprising, yes. which has now spread to Germany and Italy. Dutch I convoy. Believe. Yes. <laughs> the Dutch convoy. So let's start with Boris Johnson let's in the UK. It. So elected, what, three years ago? With a very, one of the biggest conservative Huge, majorities. huge. He was a huge Tory wave. Yes, he's the former uh, mayor mayor of London and a minister in his, or yeah. what, what do they call it? Parliamentary member. And it was Correct. an MP and also a journalist. Oh. As you know. And a very interesting dude. His Trumpian hair and sort of odd demeanor lead people to write him off but a very smart dude however caught in several scandals the first of which was partygate yes. which was in 2020 and i believe it's 2020 uh it when was. when the uk was under very strict lockdown policies they were partying over it number 10 and but who was, wouldn't who wouldn't want to well you know here's the thing same thing as here. We've said this. I'm inclined We've to like this. Boris Johnson. He was again also a uh, major leader of the Brexit. Yes. Uh, the the exit great claim the, to fame. Yes. So, I'm inclined to like him, but there are not different rules for the powerful people than the regular people. Just kidding, there are, but there shouldn't be. <laughs> and in this case, it it did come back to haunt him. There was a, an official investigation of this. He was actually fined for having yep. disregarded some of these policies. That didn't take him out, though, initially. They had a no-confidence vote, and his party backed him. He survived that, yes. He survived that. However, that doesn't mean that you survive for much longer, because Theresa May, who preceded him, also survived a no-confidence vote, and she later, Days fairly quickly, was dispatched. Yeah. So 
Also, I saw a clip of her dancing it up the day that he resigned. Do you remember resigned. what the song was? No. Oh, no. Was no, no, not the day that he resigned. One of the worst things I'd ever seen was her coming on stage and doing a weird dance to Dancing Queen. Oh. But it was one of these things. Again, if we had video, you could see me do it. It's just yeah, this. It's, it's you know, this good, move with the arms. Move. Just moving the arms back and it's forth. It's a very yeah. conservative move. It is. It is yeah. something. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I liked Theresa May. I don't follow British politics super closely. At any rate, then after Partygate and after this official ruling... He ends up having having appointed a deputy whip who had some sexual assault allegations against him. Yes. And it turns out, even though he said... Bordering he didn't, on assault. Yes. He didn't know about those things. He did know about those things. And that was when the parade of resignations from his own yeah. party started It's the cover-up. Not Again. from the party, but from his government. Do you know what the worst thing about that particular um, scandal was? The fellow's name was Pincher. It's an unfortunate. It's an unfortunate. Or is it truth in advertising? Right, exactly. It's rather fitting. Yes. Here's Boris Johnson, by the way, coming coming out to give his resignation. He was rather stubborn about it. People were trying to convince him, you should do this earlier because this is this is coming. The parade of the gray suits. I was informed that this is called when they all come in and they they say, hey, Uh, dude, this is not going to work anymore. mm -hmm. And he was resistant. And then he comes out later and says this. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. It, thank you, thank you. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. And I've agreed with Sir Graham Brady, the chairman of our backbench MPs, that the process of choosing that new leader should begin now. And the timetable will be announced next week. And I've today appointed a cabinet to serve as I will until a new leader is in place. Here's something very interesting. Okay, I can't even claim that it's my idea. Dominic Green told me this, okay. so then I don't get the shit. But he knows he's got the, he's got the inside. You track. should steal it. We're in Washington. Okay, steal the idea and run with yeah, it. I know. I can't believe how like I should <laughs> I should be more shameless and say like oh, me with Walmart. So one of the keys to eliminating yourself from contention is to say I resign. Then you cannot. He has not yet said I resign. Oh, interesting. So he's waiting. And he will go with the flow and the proceedings where they'll probably pick somebody, mm-hmm. perhaps the former chancellor of the exchequer, Rishi Sunak, although he has his own problems. But just in case, yeah. just in case I'm it here. doesn't work out, he's still here and he has not yet okay. used the R word, which okay. is really interesting. And they have yeah. they have the right to pick a new leader and continue with the current government until... That's right. The next, the next election. That's is right. Called. So it's not like there's nobody running the right. show. They're just going to continue. Will, and Johnson himself has said, "I'm sticking around till August or October, maybe." Yeah. he has said. So. See exactly. Now, uh, one of the things, uh, the scandals were a problem for him, but the other problem was basically sort of how he ran the country because he had campaigned from the right and governed from the left. He had this obsession with net zero emissions. I remember when that came out, by the way, and that was rather surprising that he became so Green New Deal. And the question was, well, what's that going to cost? And the the answer was a lot. And so the economy is crashing down. You know, inflation is way up. Well, and particularly because one of the hallmarks of Brexit is to avoid some of the European impositions on this subject that we're going to talk about in a minute. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's the whole point is to free yourself from Brussels. One of the big perks of leaving the European Union, for example, was more money for the National Health Service. And in fact... Brits were now paying more out of their pockets 
for the National Health Service, even though they're they're no longer connected to the European Union. So taxes are going up and people are, again, giving more money to NHS when they were told that this was going to solve that problem. So uh, obviously people were very unhappy with the way things are. And you can't, you know, what do they call it? Cakeism, because he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He just can't. It's like an Arnold move. I feel like he was a he was a governed from the right and, oh, yes. and then decided oh, to a huge, or, uh, especially from elected the, from the right but then decided to govern from especially the left. on the environment mm-hmm. you know, oil companies it's seductive it's seductive it that is. all so that whole emissions love you, conversation people love you yes you like I mean Greta Thunberg my goodness you, if you can oh. get that kind of love you want to sign she, up she, for that she could be the next prime minister <laughs> I want to I want to briefly touch on the like the terrible news out of Japan the yes. assassination of Shinzo Abe who was the the prime minister of of Japan when Trump was in office you might remember he was one of the first I think he might have been they the got first, along well. first heads of state to meet with Trump mm-hmm. in person a little bit from the Wall Street Journal he was he was killed at an event where a man with a very makeshift weapon built what looked like plumbing devices yeah. and duct tape and some sort of trigger mechanism. Not, not to make light of it, but it's kind of like in the line of fire. He just made his own gun. Yes. No, yeah. it was very, very rudimentary is what it looked like. And and not a printed gun, which is some of the no. misinformation out there. It's designed to make you worry about printed guns, but that's not actually what happened. I mean, Japan, of course, has very, very strict gun laws. So out of Tokyo, the Wall Street Journal reporting, the man suspected of killing Shinzo Abe may have targeted the former Japanese leader because he perceived a link between Mr. Abe and a church that received money from the suspect's mother before she went bankrupt, a church leader said. So there's all sorts it's of strange... It's really weird. It By is the way, a he weird like and terrible story. The character who... who Killed him. Looked yeah. like such an unassuming. No, it's a forty-one-year-old guy. guy. He looked like a looked like a like forty-year-old photojournalist or something. Yeah, no, he, I like, saw hey, him being up, dragged away in a polo shirt. It's not. It's not John Malkovich. No, it's no. The interesting. There's a, a lots interesting here, but yeah. the reaction to this, unfortunately, in in these times, is to somewhat rudely characterize Abe's politics. Oh, the yes. moment this happened. Which instantaneous tweet? Come on, guys! The NPR tweet, which takes from an AP the article, Press. calls him a divisive arch conservative. He was the longest-serving prime minister in Japanese history, correct? So that doesn't seem that divisive. And, and, and didn't they use the word ultranationalist at some point too? I, I think can't that remember too. if they yes. did that. Really surprising. And the thing about Abe is he would have still been, I think, prime minister, but he had, he suffered from severe colitis, and so that's what sort of took him out. But it is an it's a ridiculous reaction to his death. And then they deleted the tweet, and then they put up a new tweet that still sounded bad. Yeah. Just, I mean, the guy just died. It's like he, he, yeah. he was assassinated, guys. Let's just it, let's stick with the story and maybe just, just wait a beat right. until you assess. I mean, we can assess his, his impact on international affairs. All that. Yeah. You can have There's that discussion time for that. without but how about just, like, just casting aspersions uh, in the uh-huh. first mm-hmm. version of this mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Let's not do that. President, president who led Bay of Pigs invasion failure uh, killed in Dallas. Yeah. You, if, if, yeah. you're, if you look closely, you might detect a, a difference in tone depending right. on what right. kind of politics. Right. Right. Man going. responsible for hundreds of thousands of, of, of deaths in a, civil, in a civil war. But uh, that's, that's very sad. I, I sort yeah. of had... Like I said, I don't. I'm not following individual leaders super closely, but he seemed a very gregarious and kind and interesting person. Yes. Oh well. I mean, the interesting thing is about a century ago, assassinations and of government leaders in Japan was very common, and it's how it ultimately led to this the, the militarist government. 
And this is why there was such a strong reaction after the war to creating a pacifist, a very pacifist constitution following when MacArthur had taken over and then afterwards until now. This pushback you see when you, for example, the, 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 the tweet from the Associated Press and NPR, it has to do with Abe's... Yes, ultra-nationalist was used. Ultra-nationalist, oh, which all, people. all they... What he wanted was to reassess Article 9, right, which is about Japan's home defense. But Americans felt the same way because, and, and certainly Trump did, about every country doing their fair share right. without the fear that they're going to launch another <laughs> Pearl Harbor or, you know, attack on Nanking. But that was always the problem because the Chinese were always insistent that Japan was never, ever, under any circumstance, to have an army, to be uh, a military to right. be b- deployed outside of, quote, unquote, home defense. But that's what he was considering, and it was long overdue. And this is why I think he was called that. But it's not like he's Tojo. Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So rest in peace. Rest in peace. So a little bit on Sri Lanka. Yes. This has been uh, the teardrop of India. This has been brewing for a while. It's beautiful. (laughs) This has been brewing for a while. And I came across this piece in spring in foreign policy and Mm -hmm. and read it and thought, well, that doesn't sound good. Let me read a a little bit of it to you. Faced with a deepening. This is from let me look the date on this one. This is from March. Faced with a deepening economic and humanitarian crisis, Sri Lanka called off an ill-conceived national experiment in organic ag- agriculture this winter. Yes. The Sri Lankan president promised in his 2019 election campaign to transition the country's farmers to organic agriculture over a period of 10 years. Last April, his government made good on that promise, imposing a nationwide ban on the importation and use of synthetic fertilizers and pesticides and ordering the country's 2 million farmers to go organic. The result was brutal and swift against claims that organic methods can produce comparable yields to conventional farming, Domestic rice production fell 20% in just the first six months. Sri Lanka, long self-sufficient in rice production, has been forced to import $450 million worth of rice, even as domestic prices for the staple of the national diet surged by around 50%. The ban also devastated the nation's tea crop, its primary export, and source of foreign exchange. That was March. I'm reminded of the arguments against GMOs Mm -hmm. and their motto, which was better dead than fed. You know, and so this it's an obsession. Just the way we're talking about Boris Johnson's obsession with net zero emissions, yeah. this obsession in saying we're not going to do use these chemical fertilizers and everything is going to go organic. You know, while we're at it, why can't everyone just shop at Whole Foods? Yeah, no, these are technocratic yes. thoughts from very rich people. Yeah. Uh, and, and it turns out, of- turns out it is bad. It was that bad in March. And then this week, this is the headline from Fox News, Sri Lanka president blocked by airport staff during attempt to flee country after oh, protesters oh. break into home. So that's a yes, very a very real insurrection situation. People are very mad with good reason, and that's where that's where we are right now, where the the demonstrators are still hanging out in the palace and swimming in the pool. Am I the only one who kind of had th- thoughts of Pankhot Palace? No, I'm not gonna. You just want to swim in the pool. You know Pankhot Palace? No, I'm not gonna forget yeah. about. It. I'm not gonna you delete that if you want. Okay, because okay. I'm not smart enough to know your reference. Okay, no, anyway, that was so we'll delete it. the Temple of Doom. You know, in the end, when they, you know, the uprising. Gotcha. Okay. Is that, is that bad taste? Was, it's a bad taste. I don't know. It's a. I'll, I'll check it and then I'll tell you our. Know, it was our... a happy memory. But the, the point was, you know, where they triumphed over the bad guy. I don't know if these are the bad guys. I know that there was a lot of corruption in the Sri yeah. Lankan government. I don't know if there's any easy answer to this because they, they burned down the prime minister's home. And that home apparently had like a priceless 
you know, works of art and and, and, and and the library with, you know, the Dutch and Portuguese works from the 1600s about Sri Lanka. Uh, and, and, and a lot of that was well, destroyed, apparently. No doubt the only problem isn't the farming. No, but there's... that's yeah. such an incredibly drastic change yes. to impose on a large sector of the right. economy that is very important right. in a very short period of time, and, obviously and, making for some very serious And they problems. simultaneously took a gamble on tourism. Right. They were hoping that there'd be a rebound. And there was a problem with that because there were terrorist attacks on Christians. So nobody wanted to go. And then after that sort of subsided, you had the pandemic and then the pandemic again. And so tourism did not bounce back. And they're left in this hole with a lot of debt and these shortages in even, you know, inflation is way up. And, you know, just even your vital supplies. Yeah. And that's the thing I think someone recently referred to. uh, Organic organic food is a real rich man, poor man oh, endeavor, totally, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either you're a subsistence farmer who's right. literally just making as much as you yeah. need to feed yourself and your family and scraping by, right. and it's organic, or you're at Whole Foods. Yeah. These are the two ends. Right. In the middle, we serve a bunch of people with GMOs and fertilizer and yeah. all the things that make, and preservatives, yeah. all the things yeah. that the folks who they may not shop ta- at Whole Foods are not into. They may not taste as good, but you're feeding a lot more people. And I think that's a worthy trade-off. Well, and there's always a there's always a huge human cost to these changes that yeah. no one, not just economic. We talk about the economic cost, but the human cost. And mm-hmm. uh, some of the stats from Sri Lanka, prior to the pandemic's outbreak, the country had proudly achieved upper middle income status. Today, half a million people have sunk back into poverty, soaring inflation and rapidly depreciating currency. This is the foreign policy article again. Have forced Sri Lankans to cut down on food and fuel purchases as prices surge. I mean, it. This hurts people. When yeah. folks who don't understand how the farming works or don't care are right. like, here's how you should do right. it. Also, organic certification is a very arduous process. A lot of red tape to go through. If you want to have, for example, organic beef, it's not just the cows. It's the soil. The soil has to be – they have to be on organic soil for like a year in order for it to gain that certification. So, Joe Biden, by the way, very lucky. People don't feel this way yet. And if- – well, this is this is the power of that EPA ruling out of the SCOTUS yeah. is they can't just do this they, stuff to us by fiat. They have they to actually to. pass a law. Right. So meanwhile, speaking of farmers, in the Netherlands, oh, yes. the Dutch farmers are protesting, wait for it, environmental rules where the government has told them, look, we got to cut down on nitrogen this much. And the way we're going to do that is that a lot of you just can't be farmers anymore. Cool? Cool? And they said, no, that's not cool. The thing is, the frustration is you can't just go to your local representative and say, hey, we don't feel this way and you need to represent our interests and therefore push back against this. These are all connected to Brussels, right? This is all European Union related. This is the whole point of Brexit was that people did not want to be answering to another authority that has no connection to them. And this is, of course, what's happened in the Netherlands, and people have had enough farmers. Agriculture is very big. They're a dairy folk, by the way. Yes, I, I was reading about the yes. the density of farmland and oh. farming in the Netherlands is intense. So yes. that's part of the reason they're saying, okay, well, there, there really are a lot of these emissions. We have to do something about this. But the way that they're saying is like one in three of you just have to stop farming. Right. You know, they're shutting, down, they're shutting down farms. And, and so they brought out the tractors. And the difference is, I mean, it's, I think it's much more effective, and it can be much more effective than the Canadian or the U.S. convoys, because in Canada, of course, you had a convoy going from 
all the way out in you know Saskatchewan or Manitoba or wherever going on 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 its way to Ottawa. Here in in the Netherlands, you have a convoy that starts. Let's say if it starts in the south part of the country and heads up north, they probably get there in thirty minutes. Right. Well, and they're, it's not the, thirty. I know it's not thirty. The German but. farmers have met them on the border. Uh, oh wow! Uh, they've exchanged banners to support each really? other. That's a uh, there's a video uh, well, of that. Well, that's nice to hear. And there are Italian farmers who I think oh, have similar goodness, concerns. Like solidarity. Also, we keep hearing about the 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 upcoming food shortages, and it's yeah. like, can we not? Can we not? Yeah. Do this to the farmers? Yeah. No kidding. Exactly. While this is oh, no, happening, well, crazy thought. Well, that's not. But it's. Not, I, I didn't know about the uh, the Germans joining with them. I got yes. nervous because I had seen some headline about you know how they shut down the traffic coming in from Germany, and it was about the German failure to advance to the Netherlands. I thought, oh no, here here we are. <laughs> it's the first time they've had ever, ever a problem going through the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. no, my. Uh, uh, but they feel very strongly about this. You know, my brother-in-law, one of my brother-in-laws, he's a giant Dutch man. And, and, you know, he's from Holland, mm-hmm. uh, from the South, and they love their dairy. And, you know, and, and they're the tallest people in the world. And by the way, I, I might have, I don't know if I mentioned this on <laughs> Are the these sh- correlated? Yes. Slash yes, they are. They are, because all they do is milk and cheese. Yeah. And uh, we'll have, we'll have Chinese, we'll have Chinese. That's science. We'll have, that's science, Colin. And we'll have Chinese food for dinner or Mexican. And then all of a sudden he takes out the jug of milk. You want some milk? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, no. I love I it. I feel like that would hurt my stomach. I love it. So, yes, plenty of civil disobedience. There are apparently at, at one place in particular, there were shots fired by police at farmers. Oh, no. There is there is video yeah. of that. I will, sh- should that be found to be hashtag fake news, but I don't think it is. It's been reported several places. Okay. I will let you know. But a little bit of uh, uh, tussling there. Yes. Which is a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty big deal. And, and other than that, a lot of blocking traffic distribution centers. I did saw also that some fishermen had started rising up in harbors. Yes, I saw uh, that as well. In solidarity as well. Mark and, Ruta, the, uh, the, the the prime minister's jet was blocked. Couldn't get out of the hangar. Well, think. and I do think a lot of this, again, I, I start to sound more and more like a like a college sophomore in a dorm room. I'm like, man, you got this, the, <laughs> the, the world powers, man. But like there is a, there is a pattern here where the people mm-hmm. in power with a lot of money tell Middle class folks who are trying to run businesses or who are employed by yeah. said businesses, this is what you're going to do because we've made up some new rules and that will also incidentally give us more power and you less. But hey, yeah. we'll see how things go. And then they get really mad. And that's understandable to me. If this were a dorm room conversation, I would say there are three words World Economic Forum. Yes. That's really that. That's and Bill Gates. And Bill Gates. And then, you know, because it's the, it's the, it's the meatless and substitutes. Klaus, whatever Klaus's first name is. What is it? Uh-huh. The World Economic Forum guy. Oh, yeah, he's, I can't he's even, the yeah, boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yes. anyway. But you wait. We're going to get, day, a, we're gonna get, get another day. warning flag on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we may be vindicated one day. You never know. We okay. always we always are. That's yeah, the thing that's about the thing this about stuff. It. We say it's crazy now. Okay. That's the thing about this stuff. <laughs> All right. One thing. Yes. Before we, before we move on, I did want to play a, a quick clip from the protests. How are you today? Couldn't be better. Why are you out here? Well, I, I want to stand behind the farms. That's why I'm not from a farmer family. And we see that the Dutch government is taking more and more away from our lives and is going towards a dictatorial system. And we have to draw a line in the sand. And these days, the farmers do that. They take the initiative. And that's what I will, that's why I back them up. Because if we don't draw a line in the sand now, the they will continue taking more and more of our property, of our land, of our houses, 
and of our lives. Prime Minister was here today. What would you say? Well, I would I would advise him strongly to, to resign from his office because I think he's totally incapable of doing it. And I also would say him stop lying. We have had so many many examples of him just bluntly lying to the to us in the country. So, uh, and I would say reinstate real democracy. That means democracy for the locals, not somewhere far away. The local people decide what's happening in their local community. Think globally. What is your impact? What is your imprint on the world? And act locally. I want him to help to reinstate that. What is happening here today will happen in your country tomorrow. Yes, it's, a it's on a global scale. Absolutely. It's a global Absolutely. issue. And if somebody is denying that, and now he's living on the st under a stone. If you don't see that today, you have to wake up today. Yes. It has nothing to do with conspiracy. The facts are on the table that we are taken into a dystopian world that will only make a few people have happy. And you mean there's a there's a backhoe and a and a tracker just tooling around behind him while he's talking, and a couple of yeah. tall, handsome Dutchmen. I was gonna say yeah, and right behind him yeah. was his father. So uh, they're friendly folk. They, and they, by the way, they all speak fluent English. Of course. All right, stateside, some updates. Yeah. One, Macy Gray backed down. She was she was educated in between having said that... Re-educated. Uh, yes, that changing your parts doesn't necessarily make you, you a woman. And she went on, uh, I believe, uh, one of the morning shows today, oh, show no. maybe. To and, recant? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can find us the clip. Oh, it's horrible. It's, it makes me sad. So does this, does this make Bette Midler alone? Then? Well, She's as far as I know, <laughs> Bette Midler has not back down. Yeah. You were on the Piers Morgan show and there was a question about trans women and this was what you said in part. As a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. If you want me to call you a her, I will because that's what you want, but that doesn't make you a woman. Just because I call you a her, just because you've got a surgery, you can call yourself whatever you want. There was a wave of, of backlash that right. came as a result. Um, right. Just tell me where you are right now on that statement. Well, uh, I never, of course, never meant to hurt anybody with with uh, what I said. I'm a, I'm actually a huge. Uh, I think it takes a lot of courage to be yourself, to, to to go out in the world and be honest about who you are. And uh, so I think anyone who is. Uh, in the LGBT community is a hero and, and sets an example for all of us with that, you know? Again, where's the video? Can you see our faces? Which is <laughs> the eye rolling. You can feel the eye rolling. Uh, there, there it is. So just so you, just so you know, that's, that's what happened there. Other updates. The attempted assassination of a Supreme Court judge, Brett Kavanaugh, still not news. I keep waiting. No. It's been a month now? Buried, gone. Yeah, it's done. It's we, nobody knows that dude's name. Kyle Rittenhouse's name will know forever, but not because this of, guy. yes, yes. The but shooting spree he went on. Good news is that it is cool, despite the fact that someone actually tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh a couple of weeks ago. It is definitely cool to harass him at DC restaurants, and further for groups to pay bounties for spottings of Supreme Court justices at restaurants so that they can also be harassed slash whatever hap what whatever will be will be, Vic. Whatever will be will be. This is so upsetting on so many levels. Number one, this Mostly is- Mostly because it happened at Morton's. It, more, it happened at Morton's, and you know I'm a Palm Steakhouse guy. I used to be a Morton's guy, and then I had defected because it had transferred ownership, and it was not the same anymore. They, they used to have the great cart that they would push with the meat 
And then you would have these VIP sort of after complimentary cordials. Just little things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the decor also felt a little everything odd was, after the switch. Yes, it, it's, it feels more like something out of Vegas, and not in a good way. Speaking of, I'm glad I'm, glad I'm speaking for the everyman with my quibbles about Morton's decor. I know. I know. It's, these are real first and world. And cordials. These are real first world problems. Yeah. But Finger on the pulse over here. But, uh, you know, people still go there. Brett Kavanaugh went there. I, I don't know who he was there with. And then he got reported, ratted out. And then they had these demonstrators who demanded that the management, what, like toss him out? I, Say, I you got to leave? Like, what? And what this, do they want? This, this is, is what the same they want. Old, that, same old deal that happened with Kirsten Nielsen uh, at MXDC. And, uh, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes, at the, uh, yeah, that other place in Virginia. And it's, look, guys, are you welcome to, it, are, is it legal for you to protest outside a restaurant on a public street? Sure. Is this a wise practice? No, it is not. And if I showed up to protest and harass Sotomayor, for instance, for the uh, her decision in whatever, like the stay in Mexico, mm-hmm. right? If I disagreed with it, I would be a psychopath. That's not. It's not. It's not a good. It's not no. a good trait. No, and also it's not good for the comedy. Where, and where where do you draw the line? Because I remember in the Sarah Huckabee Sanders incident where she was at that restaurant in Virginia, when they got down to it, what is it you wanted her to do? And the management said, manager says, oh, well, we were going to kick around. We, it's okay. She could have water, but that's it. <laughs> so that, that's fine, but, it, but she can't eat. If yeah. we see her take a bite from somebody's plate, we're gonna, that's it. You know, throw her out. So, I mean, it, it is so ridiculous. And again, you want to punish the workers. So in the case of Morton's, the retaliation continued after because because Morton's did the right thing in saying people are free to eat here regardless because the other side doesn't feel we don't feel this way when we see somebody out there. Well, this is you know, I mean, it's a, this is say, a dangerous path to walk, guys. It is. And again, I, this is a distinction that many of our friends on the left don't make. But look, I disagree with Sotomayor and Kagan, for instance, on this stay in Mexico thing. So the rationalization for me mm-hmm. would be, OK. Even though I think the legal reasoning was fine, I think the result of this decision is bad and will cause security problems for people I know and love in border areas. Therefore, Mm -hmm. if my friends don't get their security, then Kagan and Sotomayor don't get theirs. That is the rationalization. That is not commendable Mm -hmm. or moral thinking. Also, also, just and, and, and is not good. Is the point to like we want to exclude them from all polite society so they can't go out anywhere and then they'll switch their vote, or is this permanent punishment for eternity? Well, what they say is the the court has been the court has been insulated from public opinion. Yes, it's supposed to be. Uh huh. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not abiding by the will of the people. That was the yeah. big thing. Yeah, exactly. And they're telling the people who do have to abide mm-hmm. by the will of the people to do their jobs. Right. So the thing with the other the, the other the last thing about Morton's is that the retaliation is now people are calling in with fake reservations so they can have it all booked and then nobody shows up. Ha so ha! Now, jokes on you. Now all of you will pay for letting uh, now Kavanaugh. You get, now you get no tips. Yeah, you the bus boy. You will pay the price for Brett Kavanaugh. Having the Cajun ribeye. Once again, much like the attempted assassination of Brett Kavanaugh, this would be a very large story if it were the other way around. And it's simply not because the rules are different. Yeah. The rules are different because lefties 
protesting is righteous and whatever collateral damage comes from that is sort of like, yeah, you know, that's the price of doing business in a democracy. When the right does it, it's like, these fascists. And I, by when by when the right does it, I mean, like, if they go out and just protest in a normal oh. way, in a normal place. No. If it escalates to this, front and center, they would be rightly condemned. I just would prefer if both sides were condemned. That's what, all I'm saying. That's what, all, this, I know it's crazy. This, 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 what, this is what makes this podcast so great because we call it out here. You know, we, what about them? That's you know what? what we, I just, <laughs> what about? No, this is the thing that bothers me, and this bothered yeah. me the entire Trump era because it's, yeah, it's yeah, very no, sure, blatant. Sure. Is if you do have a sim, if you have a consistent standard for how the lefts activists should operate and the rights Mm -hmm. activists should operate you're actually a hack because what you don't understand is the left should be allowed more leeway because the danger is greater that's the argument yeah that's why it was always okay for them to oh i don't know occupy wisconsin's capital yeah for weeks at a time that was a celebration oh it was was stunning and brave yeah stunning and brave and i was like oh that seems bad guys and then January 6th, and I'm like, oh, that seems bad, guys. And like, wow, hack. Wow. Yeah. Can't believe you did that. <laughs> anyway, do we have something uh, we do. tasty to end with? Oh, caliente. Oh, I think we do. First Lady Jill Biden. Do- Dr. Jill Dr. Biden. Dr. Jill Biden, excuse speaking me. Speaking at a Latinx inclusion event. Yes, I heard about that. It was not only Latinx, but it was uh, inclusion. <laughs> inclusion. You're you're Catholic. You know how to use all these X's in, X's. in the yeah, cr- right places. Yeah, it's like Kai, I think. Yeah, the X, a Cairo. Yeah. But the uh, really quickly, it, it's spreading because there was also a reference in Noah Rothman's book to like food magazines that refer to Philip Pink's. Oh man, cuisine. How do you feel about that? I, I'm triggered. <laughs> okay, here okay. here is Dr. Joe Biden speaking at this event. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, (laughs) is your strength. The room knows it's bad. The room knew it was bad. They're like, the blossoms of Miami, the bodegas. 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 So she switched the D and the G. The bodegas. Oh, did she say Bogota? Yeah, she said Bogota, like Bogota, like Colombia. And the the unique breakfast tacos. Breakfast taco is an interesting thing. I'm not really quite sure about this. She could have said huevo rancheros. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a nice thing. I think in general, migas. in general, just, just I like the migas speaking to the, the Latin community and comparing them to tacos is unwise as a political what, rhetoric tactic. You mentioned this on on a, in a tweet about this is like straight out of Veep. I think you said, that. oh, my gosh, it's they're better than Veep. They really are. No, if you wrote it, you would say, oh, that's out of control. That's too much. And it's by the way, the I should top. note you're because, exaggerating because, you know, I'm a. I want to I want to check both sides. I should note that famously Donald Trump touted the taco salad in Trump Tower yes. on Cinco de Mayo, yes. which is I would say like they're he was equally, trolling. They're equally he was trolling, clumsy though. and ridiculous, I was, right? I think he was trolling in that one. When I listen to Dr. Jill 
deliver those lines, I'll tell you, you know what I thought about? It was like something straight out of the office. Like it's something like Michael Scott would say. And in fact, there was a line that Michael Scott says where he corrected a, a, a coworker. He says, who, who used the word Mexican? Because you, you can't say Mexican. That's offensive. Yeah. And we're just like, what? what? And, and Oscar's like, no, it's not. And so it's very, it's very cringe, as the kids say. Yes. Uh, uh, the breakfast taco. The breakfast taco. Breakfast, uh, the... I mean, you could have a taco for breakfast, yeah. but it's not a breakfast burrito. Also, just like. Who wrote I'm, it? I'm who think, wrote the speech? I'm thinking of all equivalent phrases I could oh. turn and thinking, no, I can't do that because. Even my comic attempt to do so would be racist, so I'm not going right. to do it. It would be bad. No, somebody wrote this. A lot of people checked it, and then she said it. I, I feel like I could see a bit on her face, like, is this the right decision? And the answer is no. The Hill reports, you ready for this headline? Right rips Jill Biden for oh. saying Hispanic community as unique as breakfast tacos. Republicans pounce. I said, Psst. The news is that she said it. It's not that we're it's not that we're pointing it out. That's not the news. That is amazing that that's the headline. Yeah. That we're going to, you know, pounce on her saying this ridiculous thing cuz you know, let's not think about that. Let's just say how dare you take advantage of the situation by This this going in, after Dr. Jill. This in MSM speak comes against a backdrop of falling Hispanic support for there you go. the Biden administration. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that lovely nut graph. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> I think that I think we wrapped that. We've gone around the world. There you go. I'm exhausted. I don't even know what time it is anymore. Jet lag is going to get us before <laughs> next before next episode. Just wait. We're going to have a nice, very chill Thursday. Okay, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm Mary Catherine Ham. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. We are your morning show for every hour. Thanks for being with us. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Yeah.